Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And uh, good morning to one and all. It be the 13th of March, 2019. Do you know this is the first year that I haven't had a problem, like if I write the date, uh, putting down 19? And it's so odd because I'm usually, speaking of odd, I usually have tr- most trouble in odd years. I find even years more, I don't know, memorable to me. So I can't figure out why 2019, which I expected to be, whoa, whoa. See, I can, s- I'm, we're very aware of these audio issues, but I mean, that's the first time I heard that. So if I'm here, and then if I'm here, it's just a huge difference. If I go like, uh, uh, we're getting a new mic. We're getting new cables. They're coming on a snow boat from China. So every day there's something new. <laughs> I have to tell you, um, the rage that you see. You were talking about outrage being the go-to emotion for so many of us these days and how it's not good for us and anybody else. But the immediate outrage uh, that greeted the news of this uh, cheating scandal uh, so that the rich and powerful could uh, get their, their little children into the elite schools bypassing your conference code worthy candidates who didn't manipulate and uh, I I just (laughs) and it was hard not to feel rage because all of these people already have so much more and their children have so many more uh, advantages and even with all of that they bribe lie commit felonies <laughs> Jeez. to get their freaking kid into a school that the kid does not belong in what I don't get is I don't understand why you would set I don't understand these parents in general whether they're rich or not these ones that are constantly trying to uh, uh, lighten the burden of life (laughs) on uh, their children Um, but why would you want your child in a school that they could not competitively get into because, well, I guess they'll have to cheat their way through the school, right? Because they'll be outsmarted, uh, outpaced by other students who earned their way in. But I guess you just get them, you buy them more stuff. You buy them more tutors. You, you uh, I don't know. The rich can't get enough. Oh. Those that have 
just want more. And the rest of us are told to play by the rules or else when there is any effort to even a playing field such as affirmative action policies. They are ridiculed, right? And people that are given a chance because of an affirmative action policy are looked at as if they really don't belong. They were simply, right, right, right? And they're looked that on that way by these same rich, white, privileged, have-it-all people who cheated their way in. I mean, I, I cannot imagine the rage that somebody would feel if they have sacrificed God knows what for their child to have a shot. And that child working their tails off, right, to get a shot. And then you see how the people with money do. Just a moment. Unbelievable. What I'm wondering about is, so these guys got caught. I mean, the, these parents, like the, you know, Felicity Huffman, they got caught. But there had to have been hundreds before, thousands maybe, who did the same thing. But they're not going to get caught because the investigation wasn't going on, so there's no recordings, no Mom. emails to nail all those other rich, powerful parents who pulled it off. Because generally speaking, the rich don't get caught. Doesn't even enter their heads. The more I heard about this story as it began unfolding yesterday after, pretty much after my show, uh, was I couldn't figure out, I didn't understand how could, I mean, I took the SATs, my kid took the SATs, um, you take them in a big room with a bunch of other people, you have to show who you are, you have to have, I couldn't figure out how they pulled this off, how do you have somebody else fill it out, fill out the test? You bribe. First of all, you lie that your child has some kind of a learning disability or something that does not allow them to be able, again, again, this is the kind of affirmative action for rich white folks, does not allow them to take a test with a lot of other people around them. And so they are, first of all, they get them in a situation where they control the environment. So they are able to take the test by themselves in a room with, oh no, with a proctor present. The proctor, of course, is somebody that they have then paid off. Now sometimes the kid is filling out the test and doesn't realize that their parents have set them up in this way. Others did know. And the proctor just finishes it off, fills in things, corrects stuff. May <coughs> 
When the guy who ran this said the only way the scheme could work was if I could control the proctor and the site coordinator. Now you control those people by paying them. I guess it just never, never fails to amaze me how many people there are who are willing to do something totally unethical for a price. Um, I, 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 so I was watching that story unfold yesterday. And, and then I come upon this story. This was a story that was in Pittsburgh News yesterday. Um, this is a quote from the CEO of the food bank here. They uh, participated in a study of uh, students at local colleges and universities and seeing if in fact they had enough food and uh, adequate housing. And you know what they found out? Nearly 30%, one-third of college students in the Pittsburgh area are what is called food insecure. In other words, they are not generally eating enough or eating well. Um, also, a whole bunch of them really didn't have a place to live. One in five students college students in the Pittsburgh area um, are living in a maybe a group home. Some are actually homeless. Some report sleeping in shelters or couch surfing, you know, just going from one friend's place, crashing. So this is how some students go to school. Some, a third, not sure if they're going to be able to afford, you know, ramen noodles for dinner. And these despicable. When's it go when are the rich going to be, you know, stuck in carts and taken through the streets here and, uh, you know, on their way to the guillotine? How awful are they? Incredible. So 12% of all the students that they um, that were part of this study reported they lacked a fixed regular nighttime residence since beginning college. And that's because they have no money. Every red cent they have allowed them to go to college. God knows how much debt they're taking on that they'll never, never climb out of. They might be working a job or two and going to school and have no place really to sleep at night. And that is outrageous in and of itself. God. 
There is so much broken in this country. And we're not paying any attention to any of it because we've got the crazy guy in the White House, which is another indication of how so much is broken in our country. And it all sort of comes back to us. We aren't paying attention. We're not electing the right people. We're not demanding what is reasonable. I don't know. Incredible. Jeez. And this idea, you know, couldn't help but Remember the tirade that the uh, publisher, uh, J.R. Block of the Post-Gazette, had that with his da poor daughter drunkenly showing up in the newsroom on a Saturday night after dining at the Duquesne Club with the other elite of Pittsburgh. And remember him like screaming at his daughter that you're not one of them. You are. He was, he was actually saying that they, the blocks, he said, you are a block, a block, meaning that she was better than those other people in the room, those blech. Those people, those hard-working people who, in fact, create his friggin' paper every day. Remember him screaming at his daughter. This is how it, the entitlement goes from generation to generation. You are taught. You are better. And if you're better, you have to go to, of course, one of the schools where the better people go. And we all know their names. You know, you've got to go to Harvard or Yale or Stanford. Which is, as anyone who knows anything about higher education knows, that's bullshit. And you find that these rich people who get into Yale and Harvard, like, as it's been pointed out by more than me, Jared Kushner, they buy their way in as well, but in a legal way. Their daddies just write huge checks directly to the school. And then, lo and behold, their child, who would never be let in if competing with all the other would-be Harvard students in a fair way, would never have been let in. They're not, not good enough. So the Harvards and Yales of the world are, have a whole bunch of people and students there who don't belong. George W. Bush, you think he belonged? And the only kids who are looked at like you don't belong here are the black kids probably or the poor kids who moved heaven and earth 
and who are there only because of their ability. And then other people pointed out the story. And we're getting a periodic automated voice prompt. Uh, it's brief, very intermittent, certainly not major. Shit. Thank you, Milton. And who can forget the story, I think I was saying, of the woman in Ohio. This is a black woman who wanted her children to get a good education. She lived in a school district where that was probably not going to happen because she lived in a school district where other poor people live, poor black people live. And so, because, again, this country is broken, and if you live in a poor neighborhood, you get poor schools. If you live in a rich neighborhood, you get rich schools, thus further, further creating a gulf of possibilities, opportunities for your children. So she, her dad lived in a adjoining district that had good schools. And so she lied to school authorities saying her daughters lived where her father lived so that her children, she felt, could get a good education and be safe. She was sentenced to jail for lying about her address so she could get her children into a better situation. She went to jail. And she was on probation for three years after. And she was told to pay the district where she had falsely sent her children over $30,000 in what would have been tuition. So when a black parent wants to, in the slightest way, game the system to help their child, they go to jail regularly. White people, and this, believe me, as I said, the people who got caught up in this, that it would be the tip of the iceberg. White people can bribe, do whatever they want, and they'll get away with it until all of a sudden they don't. What a world, huh? What a world. And then, as if you weren't disgusted enough, did you see the, some of the videos of one of the kids who got into their school they wanted to get into because their mommy and daddy bribed people. Did you see her? I think this is the daughter of one of the other actress who I don't know, Lori Laughlin or something. Um, 
it turns out that little white rich kid already had contracts with uh, Amazon and uh, Sephora, the makeup people, and Tresemme, the uh, hair care people. Um, she already had a business going where she had an uh, Instagram account or she was blogging. I don't know. She, she, in fact, was a social media personality. Again, not because she herself was extraordinarily talented, but because she was a little rich kid with access to the rich and the powerful, and she had a mommy and a daddy who were willing to do anything to set her up. So there she is in her dorm room that she got into through felonious means, and it is, you know, beautifully made up. And she's saying in her little post, I got everything from Amazon. I got everything I needed from Amazon with Prime Student, and I had it shipped to me in just two days. So she's hawking things for Amazon. She's followed by tens of thousands of credulous wannabe kids all over the world thinking she is some hot, wondrous thing. And then she posted a YouTube video after she got into the school. This is a kid who I, she and her sister both uh, pretended that I don't know if she knows, but her parents made it look like she was an extraordinary athlete uh, in crew. She's never even, you know, never been in a skull, if that's what they're called. Her parents paid half a million dollars. And there she is on her Amazon accoutred dorm bed and saying, Oh, I'm just so excited to be in college. And I can't wait to go to football games and go to all those parties. And then she says, quote, I don't really care about school, as you guys all know. So there she is, this spoiled brat going to be fine. She's going to be fine. A spoiled brat taking up a space that could have gone, should have gone, to a kid who played by the rules and who didn't start off being born on third base. And these jerks that are born on third base, they still cheat. They still cheat. How, you know, here I am squawking yesterday about outrage and contempt and how we have to get away from it, and I'm outraged and feel nothing but contempt. It's hard to get away from that. I mentioned the other day that uh, the the guy, I think he heads the uh, American Enterprise Institute, which is a right-wing think tank, um, 
had a piece, which I did not read. It turns out he also has a book called Love Your Enemies. His name is Arthur C. Brooks. And he's the one who says that contempt is, is killing us and that there is a difference between anger and contempt. And unfortunately, our anger has pretty much morphed into contempt. And the difference, he says, is anger, at least in its pure form, still engages you uh, with the person you might be arguing with. You're still capable of talking to somebody you're angry with. I mean, if you weren't, no marriage would survive, right? I mean, you love people, you get angry with them, you still engage, right? Contempt, though, once anger goes to contempt, contempt is uh, is like sort of, uh, there's no going back once you hit contempt. Because contempt is about literally finding nothing redeeming in the other. Uh, belittling, humiliating, just <laughs> the other. Contempt, unfortunately, is where we end up a lot. Um, anger would be better. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Guys, we need to pull back and just be angry! Because the contempt is killing us. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, a differentiation that uh, makes any sense to you, but it does make some uh, to me. And, and of course, you can't, uh, uh, the other thing that figures is, is that, again, technology has allowed this to be very easy to get from anger to contempt because we so often now don't engage one another eye to eye. We engage on social media. Uh, we engage anonymously. We engage in a way that frees us of the kind of more human strictures that would kick in if we were literally toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Uh, he says that, you know, we end up, you know, debating mostly with people we don't know and we have no reason to respect and contempt for these people, these abstract people comes really easy, uh, so much easier than if they were in the room with you and they were flesh and blood. And studies have shown that that's true. I mean, if, it's, if, if you're uh, right there, there's a tendency, a, a chance, a much better chance, that you cannot totally demean the other person. They're human. But when they're just a bunch of words printed out on a screen you're seeing, their humanity can be discounted. And in fact, sometimes they're not human. Sometimes they're Russian bots. <laughs> Who knows? We have a caller. Caller, go ahead, please. 
Hello. Hello, caller. Hey, Lynn, it's Mike in D.C. Hi, Mike. Lynn, it's Mike in D.C. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a, um, what's the word you used, outraged about this at all. I'm not the slightest bit surprised. How could anybody be surprised that the rich cheat to get what they want? Well, you're right. Just look around you. You know, and, to his and, university, because his father. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, of course. I mean, of course, you're right. It's just, um, you know, we pretend that this country was. I mean, it, and the Republicans especially are always talking about meritocracy, that people should pull themselves up by the bootstraps and do, you know, and get there by merit, and the Democrats are always trying to, you know, give people something that they didn't earn. And it's such bullshit. White, powerful people have had affirmative action forever. And, and minorities know that. Every minority knows that the deck is stacked against them. It's only, you know, the us white people who want to believe that the system is fair. It is not fair by any stretch of the imagination. And some are saying that this whole... Um, this all of this came out is because people are com com uh, complaining about affirmative action, so they're doing more research on how people get into the universities. And guess who they are finding out who's being affirmed? <laughs> they're rich people. Yeah. So if that's really what this all started, I, I couldn't be happier. But the reason I called was I wanted to talk about, you know, the Republicans always talk about wealth redistribution. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what wealth redistribution. I think we lost you. And somewhere. Okay, That's, wait. You have to back up. We like you dropped down for a second. Uh, you said wealth distribution. Um, so we have really smart kids in schools that score poorly and have a hard time applying for applications for colleges. Right. That is wealth, having really smart children. So those kids have to end up going to community colleges with teachers who don't know as much as the students at Yale. And that is wealth distribution. We have a wealth of intelligence in our country. And what do we do with it? Send George W. Bush to Yale. Yep. Yep. So to me, that's the worst type of wealth redistribution. Yeah. Yeah. And also for the rich people that are doing this too, I know that my parents would have never... Oh, wow. Um, Mike, because they're more moral. Good. Did I lose you again? Mike? No, our, we're having, yeah. we, we got some serious gremlins here. All You disappeared and we had music playing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's better. I don't that's know. That's probably better for what I was saying. I don't know, my God. So, it's, you know, my final point, if you... Go ahead. Go for it. Go for it. And that these rich parents want their Prada bag to be the best. <laughs> and that these children are being made, they have to be a Prada or there's something wrong with them. Yeah. So that's why they lie, steal, and cheat to get their kids in. It's probably not even to get them ahead in life because they already have all those connections. Hey. They just want to be able to say, my kid's at Yale. Yeah. I guess. SAT score, by the way, but whatever. Unbelievable.
just un-effing believable. I hate it. Hey, thank you. I have no idea what's going on with our, uh, this is a, you know, our audio problems are legend, but the, the, this is a new, uh, this is something new. Hey, thank you. We're getting weird. We're getting weird clicks and dings on our end too. But I'm glad, so glad nobody's calling you because I I was worried that it would get you off topic. But yeah, there are some weird clicks and dings on our side too. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Sure. Bye. Bye. -bye. And my eternal apologies. If you can hear us through the weird clicks and occasional musical interludes, I'm going to now read an email from uh, Beth. I had a friend who was in, in, in admissions at a very high-profile university years ago. She was given a promotion to head foreign admissions. Oh, <laughs> here we go, to the university. A couple of months into the job, she started getting calls from parents overseas, basically bribing her to get their kids into the school. Well, there's no doubt that that goes on. She told them no. Then gift certificates began to show up at her home. The feather in the cap was she began getting calls on her private cell phone saying money could be wired into private accounts. She went to her Uh. bosses and told them, I am being bribed or tempted bribed by these parents and somehow they found out where I live and my cell phone number. She was told by her bosses that she did great in her previous position And with a wink and a nod, this was a perk of her new job. She asked for a transfer to another department, which was granted. So the news that broke yesterday didn't shock me at all. I am surprised that we only know of the two celebrity parents, not the other business people. Well, those profiles are starting to come out. You only know about the two celebrities because, I mean, those are the ones that everybody might have recognized. So that's how uh, Felicity Huffman and this other actress end up being the face of this story, just because they are recognizable. Um, All the names are coming out. All of that will be happening. Uh, Milton writes, even without the illegal help that these rich, entitled kids get, uh, the system is already set up to favor, of course, the affluent students. Oh, you know, it's, it's, they're so far ahead. I mean, even just the difference between a kid who's going um, to school, uh, let's say, you know, in a, in a rural school here, as opposed to Upper St. Clair or Fox Chapel, okay? You already have access to so much more stuff beyond your parents' wealth. Well, your parents' wealth allows you to live in the district that then gives you all these head starts. I, for one, came out of a school, I've told you this before, a public school in an industrial city where next to nobody went to college. There was no college, there, there were no courses, AP courses, there was no, there, there was not even a counselor for us uh, if you wanted to go to college. Why would there be? I mean, just some relatively small percentage of kids that went to Green Bay East went to college. 
And the education I got was, I guess, I mean, there were some really good teachers and there were some really lousy teachers and whatever, but I, it was nothing above and beyond. And when I got to college, and I would argue, I don't think I'd get into Northwestern today with the SAT scores I had. Um, but both my parents had gone there, so that's affirmative action for rich kids too, right? My parents had both gone, so I'm a legacy and I probably got in that way. And as I mentioned the other day, it was the first time that they'd lifted the quota on Jews. My parents, both Jews, got in when there was a quota. And my understanding is, is they were inclined to take small town Jews more than big city Jews. Uh... And both my parents came from small towns, Green Bay, Wisconsin, Galesburg, Illinois. No. So that helped mitigate their Jewishness in the eyes of uh, Northwestern admissions at the time. This, these systems have been despicable from day one. We have another caller. I'll get back, Milt, I'll get back to your email in a sec. Caller, go ahead, if you dare. Hi, Lynn. Hi. I I have a uh, teenager that's heading to college and the system's uh, ridiculous and a pain in the butt. But I wanted to add what you were saying about these legacies and these rich people and stuff. Uh, I think a big problem is poor folks like me and my kin and, and my peers at work, they love rich people. Every once in a while they'll just blurt it out. I love rich people. I have a job because of rich people, and meanwhile, like we're working on schools and government projects uh, <clears throat> under, you know, what do you call prevailing wage, which is the the pinnacle of welfare. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, I think that's I just, the propaganda that the Republicans have sold to. Uh, uh, to the have-nots for years that, you know, you can be a have. Uh, they you know, they just bought bought into it, left and right, don't see the, how they're getting screwed left and right by these people. Um, maybe some people just like being screwed continuously. I don't know. Hey, I got to go. Nice talking to you. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Milton says, you know, th by the way, you know, the sports they used in this scam uh, were those kind of sports that minority kids generally don't play, right? Lacrosse and water polo and stuff like that. And Milton says, you know, enrollment slots are reserved for sports like lacrosse and crew. And right there, that eliminates so many kids of color because their schools didn't have a lacrosse team or a water effing polo team or a crew team. All of these sports require investments like elaborate equipment, 
cool time, private coaching, they overwhelmingly attract white players and even more disproportionately exclude black students. Just 160 of over 7,000 women's crew members last year were black. Water polo, black athletes make up, made up 31 of 2,200 slots. When special slots are set aside for these athletes at elite schools, they're essentially designated for wealthy applicants who otherwise would not be accepted. According to a Harvard Crimson survey last fall, more than a quarter of recruited athletes in the current freshman class come from families with incomes above half a mil a year. Just 12% of recruited athletes at Harvard come from families with incomes below 80,000. Milton says, yeah, it's a scandal that a few dozen rich and famous parents essentially bought college acceptance letters for their kids through a side door, but we shouldn't fool ourselves into thinking the front door is so much more noble. No, it's rigged, as everything is. It's friggin' rigged for the rich and powerful. And any attempt to give those who don't have the leg up a little bit, a toe up, like affirmative action, gets ridiculed and spurned by none other than the Supreme Court of the land. Made up? Who is the Supreme Court made up of? Eh? Yeah. A bunch of people who all went to these elite schools who generally, with the exception of some who Democratic presidents put on the court, who don't come from wealth, but they all go to Yale and Harvard. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know. It, make, it just makes me sick. Now, my brother went to Yale, my ex-husband went to Yale, and I can assure you both of them were the first in their families to ever go to a Ivy League school, and they both earned their way there on the basis of their grades and intelligence and hard work. Little Tony writes, I saw on Twitter yesterday one of the actresses, uh, yeah, Felicity Huffman, yeah, she's married to William Macy. I wonder why he isn't being held. I, I don't know. They, pe people have said, why isn't he charged? Um, well, I think um, it could be she did this without him knowing. It could be they don't have anything on him, that she wrote all the checks, that she was the person that they have. They have recordings of her emails, all of that, so... Yeah. That would be why. 
Um, Paul writes, I was outstanding with his SATs. I was outstanding with English. Well, that was the thing. I was really good in my verbals and really appalling in math. And uh, so that knocked my scores. Um, on the SAT, I worked diligently on every English question, but for math, I would just guess the answer. <laughs> I did a lot of that, too. I performed higher in math than English. But you performed higher in math than English? You're kidding. Oh, that's funny. I also went to a small rural school that didn't provide an education to get me into a high-end college unless I excelled on the football team. Yeah. <coughs> Chuck writes, these pay-to-enroll arrangements are nothing we new. Parents are always working the angles. God, I hate these parents. I so hate You know, it reminds, I'm sure I've told you this story, but it reminds me, I mean, it just starts at the beginning. My kid, from first to second grade, I got the, you know, he, we were told who his second grade teacher would be. And I remember thinking, oh, shoot. Because I had a sense of her. I didn't like her. I thought it would be a bad fit for my kid when there was this other teacher I really wanted him to have. And I said this to another parent, and they looked at me and said, well, go to the, you know, the principal and, and, and tell her that you, you want him in that class. And I looked at her like, what? <laughs> because I come from, I, I don't believe that you meddle. You take what life gives you. I, and even though I was upset about it, I did not intervene. And a lot of people would say I'm a bad parent because I really had, I didn't think that was going to be a good fit, and I did nothing. I didn't throw my weight around. And the reason I didn't is I just believe in everybody should just play by the rules. <laughs> I'm such a naive. Play by the rules. And only afterwards did I think, you know, you don't get to pick in life who your boss is going to be, who your coworkers are going to be. You don't get to pick you got to know how to adjust and, and, and just deal with what life brings you. And part of learning that is, I guess, being a little kid who has a teacher who he doesn't like or is afraid of or isn't a good fit, but you do it. The funny part of that story is that teacher and my son ended up adoring each other. I, I was stunned. Meddlesome parents make me sick. Okay, back to Chuck. Parents are always working the angles. I have a friend who cleverly orchestrated his daughter's admission and free tuition by volunteering to serve on the school's advisory board. 
Once on the board, he friended the school's golf coach and his daughter received a free ride on a golf scholarship. She had never played golf in high school, but she tried to learn how to play the summer before her first semester. Now, he's not rich. He had to volunteer. This parent did all this other stuff. He is white, but not rich. But he's working the angle. Why all of a sudden? Oh, sorry. Um, According to an excerpt of a book called Kushner, Inc., the camp, what? There was a smear campaign against Mark Corallo, an Army vet who once served as a spokesman for President Trump's legal team. Kushner waged a, why am I reading this? Um, okay. I'll read that later, I'm sorry. Um, and you know, the other thing that I, while we're reading about this story um, yesterday as it unfolds, I'm looking at pictures, and for some reason all the pictures I saw were black students, young black students, trying to salvage some of their work from the Art Institute here in Pittsburgh, which summarily shut down on them, and I'm willing to bet those kids in those pictures who look stunned and sick and like the rug's been pulled out from under them after all their hard work, and I'm thinking kids who go to the Art Institute generally, they're taking out loans to pay for that, and here are the, and they're black kids, and their school just and shuts down around their heads, keeps their money that they'll have to pay back with interest piling up over their lifetimes. I can't, you know, <laughs> this can't hold. It cannot. The system stinks. Stinks. And the only thing that is keeping the rich from being paraded down the streets of our country is exactly what the caller said. It's that the have-nots in this country have bought into the fact, that, the fact, into the bullshit that they can be just like those people. They admire those people. Some are admirable. But my bet, and knowing a lot of them, my bet is the vast percentage are just lucky. Lucky to have been born into it like J.R.F. and Block, who thinks he's somehow better than those reporters and all the people who do his work. He really thinks he's better. 
And he so clearly is not. Change his skin color. Change his income. He'd be a ridiculous loser. Oh, Milton says the rich are closing ranks. He sent me something that the playwright David Mamet has said in defense of Felicity Huffman and William Macy. Here's David Mamet's quote. That a parent's zeal for her children's future may have overcome her better judgment for a moment is not only unfortunate, it is, I know we parents would agree, a universal phenomenon. Well, no. Uh, bullshit. Hey, David, bullshit, buddy. I love my kid as much as you love yours and she loves hers. And I understand that it is not loving to grease the skids for him. parent's job is to make their kids Where? be able to navigate in the world, to stand on their own two feet, to deal with adversity. These parents who think any adversity has to be removed from their child's path are the worst kinds of parents. And you, you take opportunities away from other loving parents and their children. So David Mamet, is, yeah, Milton says, you see, Lynn, it's just parents loving their children. David Mamet says this is a forgivable lapse of judgment. And he adds this. If ever there were a use for the Texas verdict, this is it. For the uninitiated, the Texas verdict is not guilty, but don't do it again. Because white people don't pay. Rich people don't pay for their sins. We have a caller. I'm sorry if they've been waiting. I'm Yes, caller, go ahead, please. Hey, Lynn, John from Greensburg. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Vox had an interesting article on this, which is that um, it just examines... Um, how and why this came about. I mean, the, the premise of the Vox article is that you know, admission to elite colleges is essentially, you know, legalized, you know, <laughs> a, a, an instance of legalized, you know, corruption of the toe. Um, it's only that, you know, well-connected or wealthy alumni, essentially, and, and, and non-alumni who are capable of making, you know, very large donations, um, can essentially bribe uh, institutions, you know, into into admittance. Um, it, it actually, the author actually made the case that the um, the the uh, those who were um, charged in this case, indicted in this case, um, actually spent less than uh, uh, some similarly wealthy um, parents who who simply who simply you know. Didn't engage in outright 
No, just did it the old-fashioned and legal way, uh, you know. The, or, you know, John. Or um, test scores or their athletic records, but yeah. yeah. They just they just went ahead and you know and bribed the school administrators or new library or you know a, a, a new wing of a research center or part of a new stadium. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey John. <laughs> something else, but John, I'm losing your we, our audio problems. Are, I'm 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 not hearing much of what you're saying. I'm so sorry. Our audio is oh, no problem. totally screwed. Try back some other day, okay? It's, it's the Illuminati. Yeah, is that what it is? Bye -bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> I didn't pay the right person a bribe, the right bribe. I screwed up somewhere. I don't know. God, I hate... Well, you know, I cannot stand these parents today. I can't stand them. And the thing is, is even parents who are not inclined to do this kind of crap, they see it happening all around them. They see their betters. The richer people, the people whose kids are off and doing all this stuff, they see these kids going off and doing these outrageous things during the summer to pad their, to pad their, I was going to say resume, whatever their, their applications are. I mean, these kids, and then parents who don't even have the resources to do that, they go into hock trying to give their kids that same advantage because they can see their their kids are being left, uh, you know, in the dust by all these rich parents around them who are giving their kids all of these advantages, the tutors, the this is the that's, the safaris in Africa helping. Oh, and oh, they go off to exotic places and help poor people. And they do this and that, and they're oh so humanitarian, and they play this instrument and that instrument, and they do this, and it's all just by virtue of their wealth, their money. <coughs> and I have, I remember reading an article uh, where some black parents who managed to get their kids into, you know, maybe into a better school system are literally, I'm not kidding when I said they're going into debt to give their kids these kinds of other extracurricular experiences so they'll have a shot. If you are a rich person, if you are a white, rich, powerful person, your children already have such a head start and that you keep piling on more and more to give them more. What is the fucking race that's being run here? What is it? As if you can't get a hell of a, a hell of an education at the University of Pittsburgh, at Point Park. What is this bullshit? Well, you know, it all comes down to one thing status the shallowest the shallowest of things driving this it's not love for your children it's status in your crowd you don't want to be the parent who when asked the question where is so and so going to school who says Idaho State you don't want to be that parent You've got to be able to say, 
Princeton or something equivalent. And I know because I've had the question asked me. My son didn't go to a fancy dancy school. And when I would answer that question, I, you know, I'm sure some parents who are, have to answer the question and, and, you know, say Idaho State, they sort of look apologetic. Idaho State, you know, they start making excuses. His SATs weren't so good or something like that. And I would always answer, like, a pro like I was saying, Yale. And you would see when I said the name, you would see them sort of try to keep their composure where they weren't looking shocked or sorry for me or something like that. I'm not an idiot. I saw that, and those are with nice people. But rich, well, even not necessarily rich, upper, middle class, middle class, but people who, yeah, they play the system. And using your children as a way to say, look how great I am. My kid is, right? human, but pathetic. Oh, we're out of time. Come the revolution. You know, your gated communities aren't going to save you because you're like Donald Trump. You think walls keep you safe? They don't. They do not, and they will not. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.